Hi, all. It's Danny. And Molly. And we're here for another BCL chat. I hope you all have been doing well. It feels like it's been so long, but I guess it's only been a few weeks. Yeah, just two weeks. This whole year has just flown by. too long. Yo, that too. Oh, really? (laughs) It feels like... It does feel simultaneously too slow and too fast. Like the things I wanted to get done didn't get done, but it's still a, but a long, whole lot of foolishness. Yes, a whole lot of foolishness happened. So it's, but you know, like I don't, I'm proud of all of us that we've made it this long without mm-hmm. something like on fire or without, like it was still <laughs> bad, but it could have been a lot worse. I'm proud of all of us. I am just like tapping on wood. I'm going to throw some salt over my shoulder once we get done with this. Yeah. So just uh, hang tw- in there, y'all. Yeah. November, November 2018. Hopefully, hopefully you'll all be OK. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? Um, well, let's see. The other day, you know, I was just. Very normal day, very casually spent the um, night and the day at the Ritz-Carlton. And oh, that's right. Um, you know, just, just, you know, how I do. Because <laughs> you do fancy events. <laughs> no, it was for Frank's job. He was at a conference and he was like, oh, uh, um, we're going to be at the Ritz-Carlton. Do you want to come? I was like, yes. Because <laughs> who would say no to that? Who would say no to the Ritz? I mean, it was it was definitely fancy. I more am used to like the Holiday Inn Express, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a nice experience. Like uh, the bathroom was super fancy. I had a huge tub. I took a bath in, but then it seemed like a little like dated too. Like maybe not that many younger people. <laughs> Because I guess they're all buying avocado toast or whatever. Stay there. <laughs> Love avocado toast. Um, I mean, I get it. Hotel, I feel like the yeah. the big, big hospitality industry is still aimed more towards, like, older families and older people. Yeah, all us millennials so. are airbnb which I actually have never done. And I don't think I could ever do. Oh, yeah. But You um, don't think you could ever do it? No, I don't like being in strange people's houses. So Yeah. Speaking of strange people's houses, that feels like a nice segue, actually. <laughs> um, Amazon Key. Yes. Which is ridiculous. We're going to talk some news Do you news want to explain first. what it is? Yes, yeah, so we're going to do a little bit of news first. Nothing's happening in my life, so I'll just end it there, except school, which... Uh, except you're almost done with school. Yeah, I've complained enough about that, though, so I'll save that <laughs> until I graduate, and then I will say, I'm done, y'all. But um, I have less than three weeks. Woo! But Amazon, I think, and I told Molly this, I think Walmart had it first because there is an ad called Why the Future Could Mean Delivery Straight into Your Fridge, and it's by Walmart. And I know Walmart has been coming for Amazon since, like, the past year. I've seen Mm -hmm. noticeable efforts of them, like, making an effort to cut into Amazon's, like, market. But they both came up with this ridiculousness where people will deliver stuff straight to your house. And when I mean straight to your house, I mean straight in your front door, in your living space. Which I don't your fridge, (laughs) possibly. Yeah. Like, well, the Walmart one does imply that they could put away your groceries where the Amazon one is like, we'll just put it in your front door. We'll drop it off. I don't care for this. I'm not comfortable with either one, to be perfectly honest. I shop a lot on Amazon and I don't need that many people. I don't need in and out of my house. Exactly. Yes. 
I don't know. I don't know why they thought that would be a good idea. They must have tested it somewhere. And I heard, like, they have, like, bigger, different plans for, like, this type of lock or whatever, or this lock system. Oh, yeah. Um, And that this is just, like, a way to get you to buy into it. But all over it sounds bad. Big brother. Basically. They're coming. I mean, they're already here listening to this. (laughs) And we haven't even posted it yet. Um, (laughs) It's just, I find it ultra creepy. And, like, I don't even like it when the pizza delivery guy can see into into my house house past you yeah you want them like can i get you out on the street you want them in my house without me there to explain like whatever mess is probably near the front door right i don't know and thank you amazon has that whole ad where like the girl her parents are coming in town and so she like can hire cleaning people to clean the house while she's not there and she can watch them on the phone and it's just you better clean your own goddamn house well and it just seems doubly creepy that way come in yeah that's weird. It's, I like that. It's, 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 I'm really like fascinated by Amazon because like they're gonna probably own us. Them or Google are gonna be the, yeah. uh, the people we live, like who own us. Facebook is trying. Facebook but is trying Facebook, really hard. Facebook is so, um, transparently awful. Yeah. Like, pretty- I guess like Zuckerberg's, uh, uh, tour. Did you see that? His nationwide tour is, I'm not running for president tour. Like, just got him a lot of, like, bad publicity. Like, oh, people I just did not like him or it after. I like him better as just, like, a, an, like a like a figurehead. Like, oh, that's the guy who runs. Every time he tries to be personable, I'm like, stop. You're, it's, it's really creepy. gross. It's weird. Yeah. And we had a, um, I don't know if I said this on here, we had kind of a training thing. And they showed, um... Uh, it was like be like this CEO, not like that CEO. And um, was the that the CEO Zuckerberg? No, the this CEO was Zuckerberg. <laughs> and he was like changing the baby's diaper, and the that CEO was I think it was like the Virgin Atlantic guy or the it was some guy, some you know bombastic blowhardy guy. Uh, and so she was like, "Oh man, look at Mark Zuckerberg changing his daughter's diaper. Like isn't that so wonderful?" And I was shouldn't like, "Shouldn't he supposed to be like you that's your baby." Right? First of all, <laughs> yes. Secondly, I was like, "Isn't there a whole movie about how terrible this guy is? <laughs> like did he win some Oscars?" <laughs> I, I probably. I, I haven't kept up with its awards, but I do know that yeah. That's the gist of it. I don't know. So. Amazon, though, it still fascinates me because I was listening to the Book Riot podcast and they're talking about how, like, some of those people there have started, like, pity, making pity purchases from Barnes & Noble because <laughs> Barnes & Noble is not doing well. And I yeah. thought about it. It's like, yeah. I don't know the last time I went to a Barnes & Noble. Honestly, I don't either. And, like, they were like, well, we need Barnes & Noble because the indie bookstores are actually doing better, they argue. They said, like, indie bookstores found a way to market themselves as something super local that does things that Amazon can't do and it's good for the community. And then Amazon is like your cost leader. You're the ones you go to when they're when you want something cheap and you want something quick. But yeah. Barnes and Noble is like in the middle and it doesn't do either one very well. It's not a local like community thing. Yeah. And it's not the cheapest or and the fastest. So it's like what are you doing out here, yeah. Barnes and Noble? Yeah. Just Losing ground, I guess. Apparently, they're moving to trying to sell not more non-book items. So, like, if you like, but then why? <laughs> I have to go. I heard like apparently, if you walk into a Barnes and Noble now, you'll probably see more games, more like educational toys. There'll still be some books, 
uh-huh. but they're trying oh. to move into selling other other products because they are. Mm. I personally stopped making Nook purchases after uh, the customer service guy oh, scolded yeah. me <laughs> because Mariah picked up my tablet and ordered the novelization of Star Wars, thinking I guess it was the movie, mm-hmm. and and I called him and he was like. If you had your screen locked, this wouldn't have happened. I was like, what the? I didn't ask you. Relax yourself. I didn't (laughs) ask for that. Just give me my money back. Wow. I was mad they didn't have a way to do it right on the Nook. Amazon does. You don't have to call anyone to get a return. Oh, really? Yeah, much to the chagrin of a lot of authors. I know a lot of authors do not like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's a weak return, so people could, in theory, buy the book, read it, and then return it. Read it, then return it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I saw something, it was like uh, some bookstore, and it was like, oh, you can read this and then return it and get 50% back towards the purchase of a new book. I think Half Price Books does some stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I think it was that angriest librarian guy. And he was (laughs) like, hmm, hmm, hmm. If only there was a way to do this totally for free. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. So this leads into something else we were going to talk about. Did you ever try Oyster when it was a thing? I did not. Okay, I tried the 30 days of Oyster. It was like the whole time I was using it, I was like, I would never pay for this because I could just go to the library. Right. Oyster was, for those who don't remember, they kept marketing themselves as like Netflix for books. So like you could pay a monthly Mm -hmm. fee and you could read as many books as you wanted. But the problem was, one, they had a terrible selection of books, as most of these, Mm -hmm. these platforms tend to do. Two, libraries are free. So the competition is pretty steep. But then what made it even funnier, I think Oyster and Scribe both lost a lot of money because romance readers read so damn much. Right. Which is my so. favorite business story ever. <laughs> like, I love I love that whole concept. They did not expect these that, people to make them go broke. That leads into one of our pieces of news that you oh, signed yeah. up for that Audible unlimited romance package. I sure did. I was like, let me get my 30 days. <laughs> Let me try this out. I don't know how it's going to stay in business, though, because people, romance readers, read, they consume a lot. And then Audible yeah. is encouraging you to skip around from title to title with their get to the good parts feature, <laughs> which, okay, sure, Audible. So it's like they must not be paying per license per title. They have to have some other way. Probably and it's like not. driving me crazy because I want to figure out what it is. Yeah, I, I would highly doubt it. And they have a big selection do they have a good selection it's it's an okay select like this this titles i'm interested in reading but i've only but i haven't dug in enough and i haven't Mm -hmm. gone and compared it to like what is on overdrive now like i'm sure Uh, a lot of the titles they have are on my are on my uh audiobook overdrive or on mm -hmm. audiobook on overdrive so i'm like that's kind of like their comics unlimited comicsology yeah so it's like you could read you know a certain one certain ones for free but they didn't really have anything that I liked or yeah was new to me, so I didn't I didn't stick with it. Well, because they also um, it also reminds me of Kindle Unlimited, and I've never done mm-hmm. that because I can't. Because yeah. no one will say like, "What are the titles you have? Is it worth it?" I could just do the thirty day. They have a thirty day trial of that too. That's true. You should just try it. But yeah, I got the Audible yeah. thing. I'm gonna try it for thirty days. I'll probably listen to one book in that whole time because you know how slow I am when it comes to <laughs> to audio. Yeah. So I just well, think that... get there. <laughs> I will say 
theirs is organized uh, a lot better than Amazon's. Like oh, the yeah. way the romances are organized, like that's what they need to do on the Amazon platform. It's like yeah. by category, by trope, even by like they call it steaminess, but like they put some actual Ooh. thought into how they organized it. They don't do that on on uh, regular Amazon. It's terrible. <laughs> Objectively <laughs> terrible. Objectively. <laughs> um so yeah. Um, we got out of order. So, yeah. We had like serious book news we were going to start with. I know. We should go to that before we get to the yelly bit. <laughs> Jacqueline Woodson signed a two book deal with Riverhead. I'm so proud of her. I'm I feel too. like whenever like some of the authors we read come up, I feel really proud even though we have done like jack nothing. Shit. <laughs> yes. Right? Like we bought their books, but like so it's like I read it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess in a way we promoted it, but like it's still weird. Like I saw Morgan Parker had a reading this weekend, and I was like, "I see you, girl. I'm so proud it's like, of you." Get it, Morgan? Yeah, I said do that all the time. Like uh, <laughs> now, people start sending me things that Nettie does because they've heard us talk about her so much. My boyfriend sent me something. He's like, "Oh, Nettie gave a talk. It was interesting." <laughs> it's like, see, I see and her. I was like, I see her. I don't know y'all, but I'm invested in you and hoping you're doing okay. You know, so, yeah, it's just really it's like this strange sense of like parental pride for someone who yeah. doesn't need you at all. Right. <clears throat> who don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> but she has a she's going to do one's going to be a nonfiction book and the other's a novel. I'm excited about. Yeah, both. I'm excited. Do we know if they're going to be if the novel's going to be um, YA or children's or I don't think it says that it says like she's. Mm. The article said she only gave vague descriptions of her next projects because she's superstitious. Uh, she, quote, I feel like once I say it, once I say out loud to the public what I'm working on, it's never going to be an actual book. So until it's close to done, I keep pretty quiet about my next stuff. So, I see. Yeah, yeah, so it it Winston didn't say whether her next novel would be for young readers or adults, although Riverhead is mostly known for publishing fiction aimed at adults. Woodson has written two adult novels and several middle grade and young adult books. I love writing for young people. Yeah. She says. I, I'm hoping for adult because I want to be able to read it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. So okay. and I'm really intrigued by the nonfiction. Like, I wonder what she would, yeah, what topic she's going to discuss. Like a, essays or memoir or... Ooh, a memoir would be know. interesting. Wasn't Brown Girl Dreaming sort of memoiry, or did I make that up? I don't know. That's what I thought. It was sort of like her memoir done from a YA one. Or maybe I'm mixing it up with Salvage the Bones. I've Salvage the Bones. No, that or uh, Minley Reaped. I'm getting everyone all mixed up in my head. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah. It's late so. on a Sunday. Um, Danielle. Uh-huh. Um, can I be controversial for a second? <laughs> Are you going to do it in all caps? I mean, I'm going to strategically place caps to that let was... you ethnics know. <laughs> we shift news stories again in case you missed out. So if you're on the Twitter words, you probably saw the foolishness that was Everything. some girl. <laughs> declaring very loudly like that's probably the most embarrassing thing about this is how loud she was in her idiocy that um she just wants to read books that are realistic that do not have all these coloreds and gays and 
other and immigrants and brown people and Muslims and all that other stuff. She just wants to read about her average everyday white life. Mm. And she and she said this like it was groundbreaking or I don't know. Like she said she this just like it was something to celebrate. Yeah. And she was like, How can I express my racism? But still be peppy about it. Yeah, put a put a nice smiling face on that, <laughs> and it and just. She pre- <sighs> well, I was gonna say she proceeded to get dragged by Twitter, like yes, so much like, so that the account not only is the tweet gone, the whole account is gone. <laughs> right. She probably um, changed. I. Her <laughs> I first saw it because. Um, Speaking of that pride, Alyssa Cole was just dragging her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't pride. screenshot any of those, but I kind of wish I did. Oh, she did, because Alyssa Cole was like, did someone walk up to you and ask you to write a book in which she shoved a random black people in it? If not, shut up. <laughs> right. Like, so definitely funny. the responses to this were were funnier than, you know. And her actual, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was just like, wait, what? Which is how it tends to work. Yeah, which is how it tends to work on Twitter. The dragging is always the best part. It's always much better than what they actually said. It became a meme on my timeline for a while. People would start like, can I be controversial for a minute? And then they'd say like some random bullshit. Yeah, mine too. I think the Wii is better than the PS3 or something (laughs) equally dumb. I know, it was just... The idea that she thinks, one, that that's a brand new opinion to have and not like what the current publishing industry is operating under. And two, I can't think what made me really mad was there were a lot of people in her comments agreeing with her who were like talking about like science fiction. Like one was like Mm. aliens come to space or aliens land on the planet and they just don't see any. They just don't run into any minorities. I was like, well, make them like where are you on this earth where there is not a single brown or gay, or immigrant, right, or religious right. minority. Where can you go in this country that you will not see a Latino person, a black person, <laughs> an Asian everywhere. person, a person in a wheelchair, anywhere? Where are you going to yeah. go where everyone looks exactly alike? And just to think that she thinks that that's reality and not like a systematic oppression. Right. Over yeah. like the course of three centuries yeah. to make it so that she can only be surrounded by white people and only go to school with white people and only go to work with white people who think like her and look like her. And she says, that's just the natural of order of things instead of, wow, this is a really fucked up uh, system meant to keep people separated, keep people down and keep people invisible. Because even in this like sci-fi world where she's talking about coming down and seeing no one they're still there just because you don't see or pay attention or understand people's differences doesn't mean that they're not there well i think people touched on that in the comments they're like there is no situation there's no place on earth where these people aren't and the fact that you don't acknowledge them as valid or think that they count is right more reflection on you Right? So it was just a mess. It was pretty bad. As bad as that was, at least she was just some <laughs> rando 20-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> how old is, how old? I'm going to Google this right now. How old oh my God. is There's Joyce so Carol Oates? She's 79 yeah. years old. She was born 1930. That ain't that old. That's old, but that ain't. 
that ain't like, oh, I'm like a 150-year-old lady. I just can't, you know. She's on Twitter, so she she could keep up. Right? If you don't know, um, our, um, uh, I was going to say our friend and be like, really like, you know how I talk about Dolezal and be just really sarcastic, but it, it felt bad in my mouth as I was saying it. But that woman, Joyce Carol Oates, who you probably read in middle school, that author, um, there was a, and it's hard because I blocked her on Twitter, (laughs) so I keep having to, like, go in and out of this, but there was a- I can um, read it if it's easier. Can you give the context, like, what the original tweet that she was responding to? I guess it looks like I can't, this person was responding to if one objects to a so there's a tweet sort of talking about that controversial topic we were talking about and the and the t- original tweet goes if one objects to a white writer writing about non-whites does one also object to a non to non-white writers writing about whites there's which so is many a dumb w's question. I can't even understand this sentence yeah there's a lot of w's it's also it's like a tongue twister also it's kind of dumb so then Joyce Carol Ertz quotes it and and adds on top of that she says and what of highly educated cultured blacks like brilliant jean tumor writing of illiterate barely articulate southern negroes and i love that she capitalized southern negroes Negroes. (laughs) and it's like i'm like it feels like i'm reading something out of 1957 or 1963 or whatever like that just really took me by surprise <laughs> Barely articulate Southern Negro, so no black person in the South. Illiterate, right. barely articulate Southern Negroes, yes. and it's like the idea. I mean, there's just so much going on in this sentence. It's a lot and to so unpack. Much, it's so much to unpack, and I guess she kind of has a habit of writing about uh, rural Southern people, especially in places with high black populations. Um, as if it's like out of, uh, fuck, what's that called? Uh, Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around what she thought with this, with this tweet. Illiterate, barely articulate Southern Negroes. Like, did she go to Atlanta one day and she saw like, or I don't know, she heard some trap music or something <laughs> and she was like... She was like barely articulate. I don't know how Joyce Carol Oates talks. I don't don't either. She's like these Southern Negroes. That whole phrase, like I wanted that to be my uh, Twitter handle for a while, but I was like, I can't fully claim the South. So, yeah. And I told people that here, and they were like, "Is it Missouri the South?" And I was like, "No." Turn to camera. (laughs) (laughs) Missouri is the Midwest. Uh huh. Uh huh. But a lot of people think it's think it's South. Probably because it was a slave state in the Civil War, which, okay, fair. Speaking like, of, did you see, who was it who said uh, uh, if there had been a compromise on slavery? Oh, the the guy, Kelly. Kelly. The, the, is he Joint Chiefs of Staff? He's something high up in military. He's too damn high up. And he was like, if there had been a compromise on slavery, then there wouldn't have been the Civil War. And I was like, well... I'd love to know what the compromise would have been, you know, that would have prevented the war because there was the Missouri compromise and there was the three fifths compromise, which were all pretty terrible compromises, terrible compromises to black people (laughs) that I 
was not a fan of, but to say there had never been a compromise, it's like, mm, no, they tried, motherfucker, and then they well, then they went to war over it <laughs> because be like, you cannot compromise on slavery. Yeah, I'd be like, well, wh- what compromise did you think they were going to do that the South could keep half? There's like, what would like I think what would that work? Black people would stop complaining about it, and the slave would get war. to keep their slaves. <laughs> And that was the compromise he wanted. It's just a mess. The entire Trump, like, it's like, it's just, I don't even like saying this. I don't like looking at it. I don't like talking about it. I did love the uh, indictment day. That was pretty fun. That was I funny. I barely kept up with the legal terms. Like, people were like, what's the difference between conspiracy to commit a crime and then, I guess, collusion? To co-? There are a lot of legal terms people were looking up, yeah. criminal terms. And also, once I think law gets that high, it gets kind of complicated. It's a lot of indictments, a lot of subpoenas, a lot of things <sighs> happening. Lots of things happening. <laughs> so I was like, just call <laughs> me when someone goes to jail. Right. Sentencing. I understand that. Call me when someone gets sentenced. Um <sighs> Because so, where do they have yeah. to charge people? Where do they have to do, like... Because that's going to be, like, in the Supreme Court, right? In D.C. Does, or does it go to some circuit court? I don't know. I don't know law. It'll be federal. It'll be federal, but I don't think it would be the Supreme Court. I'm not... To be honest, we didn't cover this <laughs> shit in law school. <laughs> we didn't cover what happens. And I feel bad. I'm like, why treason. am I I felt bad. I was like, why am I coming at her with all these ridiculously hard questions? She's like, she's just trying to live her life in L.A. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I'm watching, too. Like, damn, we didn't cover this in Cobble. We didn't oh, cover this haven't... in Cobble. I honestly do not know. Such a teachable moment. Such a teachable moment. Right? Um, we could all yeah. sit and learn from this. I was like, the only thing that could make all of this better is if he gets escorted out of the White House in in a... In handcuffs, like Obama's just somewhere, like laughing laughing on a boat or something. (laughs) Or not even laughing, like eating popcorn. Right? Like a meme. Oh my God, I thought it. I pre ordered his photographer's new book, Ah. Portrait. Yeah, so it comes on Tuesday. Can't wait. Do you follow him on um, Instagram? Yes. He's shady as fuck, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, he doesn't, he's great. He's just really good, too. I like the he photos is. he takes. He tends to take very good photos, and he has impeccable comedic timing. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm still looking at Joyce. Apparently, Joyce also has gotten in trouble for the Islamophobia of her tweets. So this ain't I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And then she said something on, uh, I was trying to look this up earlier, on Black Cat Day, like adopt a black cat. And she, like, has a black cat or something. She's like, this is my adopted cat. The other cats make fun of him now that he's not in the shelter because of his privilege. They say he can't write poetry anymore. Uh, Joyce. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? She's going to ruin her writing legacy one tweet at a time. Like, could you imagine, what? like, you built up this long. This whole thing. And it's like, oh, all the middle schoolers have to read me. <laughs> and then it's like you go on Twitter and show your whole ass. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Apparently Barely. she is the the number one self-parody account on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it real? Is it someone else tweeting that's, for her? That's her. I don't know if someone else is tweeting for her, but that's supposedly her tweeting. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be her. Like, she either needs to get a grip or get a different writer or... Somebody, something. I don't know. Cause Get an editor, man. She knows how to work with an editor. So this illiterate 
barely articulate Midwestern <laughs> Negro does not appreciate it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was just a mess. Speaking of Twitter, before we move on to the chat, uh, that one hero who deleted <laughs> Trump's account, I hope he doesn't get in trouble. Because his, from what I heard, there was a Twitter employee's last day of Twitter, and on uh-huh. his way out the door, he trashed Trump's Twitter account. Yep. And it was down for like 12 shit. whole minutes. And yep. I was like, first of all, I'm sad it was reversible. <laughs> Second, I hope shit. that person does not get in trouble. Right. I mean, if they do, like, if they punish this person, then they're absolutely going to come out and they're going to be celebrated. So (laughs) I don't know if they would find it better to just let it die. Right. You know, like, I don't I don't know what the best move for Twitter here is. Now, of course, Twitter barely ever takes the best move when it comes to um, people being insane on their platform. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it it is what it is at this point. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, that made me so happy. There have been a little, lot of little gems on Twitter lately. The Moon right? Pie account, surprisingly wonderful. Oh, fucking Papa John's. What? DiGiorno. Papa John's and DiGiorno's. Oh. oh, yeah. DiGiorno's came for Papa John's. And, and I loved it. Right. I loved it. <laughs> They were like, I think their best treat was better pizza, better sales. <laughs> right. I was like, damn. I love it. I love Good, it. Go Papa, after that creepy, he's weird. doughy looking man. And he's yeah. been creepy for a minute. Like when he was saying like, uh, when he was like going against Obamacare and he was like, yeah. if I have to pay my employees health insurance, you'll have to pay 50 more cents for every pizza. And I was like, I, I don't eat your per- pizza, first of all, because it tastes like ass. And secondly, like, okay, if I did, that would be fine. Do I have to yeah. know that the person making my pizza can't fucking afford their medication so I can save a couple dollars? <laughs> Relax yourself, Papa John's. Out of anybody in the world, the people making my food, I want healthy. I want them to be healthy. And yeah. I mean, just so we're saying, you, Papa John, could take a pay cut and spread that's that around true. so that your employees could make, you know... So you could keep prices low if that's what you're so concerned about. Oh, you're yeah. not? Oh. Mm. I mean, if he was really concerned, he'd make a decent tasting pizza. Right. So. I saw Domino's, too. I guess, like, they've been doing really, really well, so they didn't get in on it. They're just yeah. like, mm. I, that, Apparently, after his comments, his, like, net worth went down $70 million. Wow. Whatever that means. I don't know if it means in stock. I don't know what, but yeah, they lost. Wow. I just, I just... Why? Like I said, dude, okay, I don't know much about sports or (laughs) football, Um, but I guess that man who um, he's in that picture kneeling and like smiling right at the camera. Colin? Um, not not Colin Kaepernick, the guy who was like saying, talking sideways about Colin Kaepernick and being all crazy. I guess that he's a big stakeholder. And Papa John's. Let me see if mm-hmm. I can find it because it's yeah, like look, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So okay. So you know Colin Kaepernick. Um, mm-hmm. um, he has been protesting for over a year at this point, and he started protesting under Obama um, about police uh, brutality towards African Americans, and mm-hmm. so the league kind of. Uh, you know, shut him out, blacklisted him, 
And he hasn't been signed. You know, they said, oh, it's a liability, all this stuff. And he just went out there every game and just kneeled, super quiet, just donated his money, just did his thing until he was basically kicked out for protesting. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, starting this year, more and more players started kneeling um, to carry on his protest. And so the Mm -hmm. NFL didn't know how to react because Trump and others are calling it a protest of the anthem and disrespectful, right? Disrespectful of uh, veterans, which is also stupid because (laughs) surprise, a lot of black people are veterans and historically black veterans have been mistreated, even though they've given, you know, so much of their lives and their families' lives to the protection of these rights that they've been denied, basically. Right, yeah. So the league not wanting to, you know, um, co-sign this, but also cognizant that many, many of their players and many, many of the people who view them are black and brown, um, or even just sympathetic to this protest decided to kind of co-opt the movement by saying, oh, okay, yeah. we're going to kneel, or I think it was, was it Sports Illustrated? It was on, sorry, guys, I'm not a sports person. Like, <laughs> put a whole bunch of people, like, I think NBA players are, like, linking arms, and they put, like, all yeah. people on the cover and said, like, wow, you know, we're all just going to pray or take a moment of silence or... Really Someone said like, the movement got gentrified. Gentrified. <laughs> gentrified, exactly. So there's one picture, and it's one guy who I guess was like talking shit. I should have looked this up. Um, you hear me typing? Um, yeah. And it's like the biggest, like, uh, uh, gentrify picture of this movement. And it's a white guy, he's staring right at the camera. That guy, I believe, is a um, pretty big stakeholder of Papa John's. Uh-huh. So he was saying it's hurting sales, it's hurting sales, and it seemed just like some bullshit distraction because he didn't like the protest. I didn't hear that. I didn't yeah. know about the other guy. I had heard that apparently they had a big, like, their big stakeholder, like, um, stockholder call and he was like the league should have dealt with this a year ago he's like why hasn't everything been wrapped up it's like first of all papa john mind your business so yeah but uh yeah it's i forgot about him he's i hate he's so creepy he looks kind of he's creepy um is this the guy uh jerry jones papa john's i think i think I think this is the guy, Jerry Jones. I'll put up the thing that I found about it. It was like on the the route, I think. I was like, work, because I love conspiracy theories. And they were like, (laughs) you know, connected from the gentrification of the movement to this motherfucker kneeling and smiling like he was behind it to, you know, them saying that it's hurting Papa John's sales to this guy owning stock in Papa John's. I was like, motherfucker. Ah, I do like a good conspiracy theory. I do. Like the NFL has been having a hard time, and it's because I don't think it's 
all because of the fault because of the protests either. Yeah. People were more concerned about their the wife beating. Like a lot of them recently got in, like not recently, but wasn't it before <laughs> the anthem? Like the big thing was they kept hitting women. Yeah. And then there was this news about the concussions, about yeah. how football is literally killing players. So it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm perfectly fine stuff if about, it uh, fades away. Yeah. Right. And again, I'm not like. I don't know. I could be like treading on dangerous waters here because I don't know, but they should play those high, those college students. They probably should. College football players. They should. I mean, if the coach can make 2 million a year, the school can make all this money and you get like some chicken nuggets. I don't think that's quite fair. Or a pair of shoes. Or a pair of shoes. It's like, just let them go in earlier, have tutors come in and, and pay them. You know, I don't know. We're yeah. way off topic, but we are really way off topic, but we're going to bring it back. <laughs> we're going to bring it back. Sorry, guys. With I our sports. <laughs> I think it's really fascinating. I think I used to be into football and then our team left us. Well, I, I they started sucking. Then they left us. I don't really care anymore. They're over but here think, now, right? And they're still sucking. So, <laughs> yes, they're in L.A. and they haven't won. Apparently, they have the lowest attendance of the league. Someone on Twitter said, like, the real winner here is, like, after they were in L.A., they said the real, the real winner of the, uh, the game was St. Louis because we didn't have them, have them anymore as a team. But, yeah, I, the football, I think, is just really fascinating, mainly also because I think the head, the um, concussion thing is the most interesting thing. But yeah. I don't see how they can't sustain it. Like, they know the dangers of playing football. Yeah. People don't want to pay for big, expensive stadiums anymore. They right. don't. They're not good. Like a lot of their fans are women and they're not proving that they care about violence against women. So, yeah, it's all catching up with them. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Did you listen to that frontline piece about the concussions? No. Is it more? I know. Just know that like they are a lot of people. There are a lot of football players who die when they like autopsy their brains. Yeah. They find and, like, really serious kinda, evidence. Yeah. Like when the doctor who first discovered it, how they covered it all up and it's totally fucked up. And, oh, and I didn't then hear they about the cover up. Oh yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, and then they said like OJ might have been suffering from that too, and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, well, boxers. That's why I don't think boxing is as big as it used to be. Boxing used to be like America's sport. Yeah, that's true. But then we're like, hey, hitting people in the head repeatedly is bad for them. <laughs> I don't know. So. I like baseball because they all just kind of, they stand around a lot. I don't like any sports. so <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do football if I had to, just because I think tailgating is fun and it's in the fall, but that's about it. Yeah. I'm not trying to watch any sports. I just, I don't, I'd bring a book. <laughs> <laughs> Which we need to get back to. So Molly came up with a great question last week. She asked you all, has a book ever inspired you to change your life? Yes. And so we got a few answers. I think this one was kind of tough. And maybe that's why we didn't get as many people as we typically do. Because this one is a thinker. You got to think. You got to think. You got to think back. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like I had to sit there and think for a while. I'm like, what book has changed me? And so I actually ended up coming up with two. Do you want to start or do you want to start with our responses? I was going to start with our responses. So our first responses was, was from Cassandra Green at Classy Green. Hey, she's commented a lot. And she oh. said, um, is she with she Mocha said, Girls? Yes. yes. Yes, she is, I think. Because I'm in their Facebook group and she's like a, one of she's the She's like the lead so, of the, yeah. 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 Um, and so she said, The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And she said, It helped her stop accepting bullshit and stand up for herself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is always a good it. thing. Yeah. I need to read that one. 
because I try to do a like a half-assed year of yes where basically if I was invited to a thing I would go just uh-huh. as a like to be more social but then life happened and I didn't really but I mean is it, that so. when you started doing ballet no that was before that, that. Year? oh <laughs> no. that was before that. I've been doing ballet almost three years now oh I thought it I was know. two years so that's yeah we're going on like year three yeah so yeah, I think that's really neat. Yeah, but I my it was actually my New Year's resolution for this year was to go to any event I was invited to. Oh. So like if, if I could make it, like with caveat, that I could realistically make it to. Because it was like, I need to be more social and meet more people. But like, I, I didn't. <laughs> Life happened. So. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. So right. do you want to do our next one? Yeah. So Debbie Williams at at. Williams Debbie D said Animal Vegetable Miracle, A Year of Food Life by Barbara Kingslover. Uh, she says it motivated me to start a veggie garden and support local farms, which sounds like absolutely lovely. I it love does. That. I've been so I picked up a freelance job where mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it back about me again. Sorry. I picked That's up right. a freelance job. <laughs> Where I edit for Feast magazine, and so I've been reading all these stories about like local farms and like food in the midwest and i'm like it's it's really kind of neat like if you support the farms it supports the mills you support the restaurants and it sort of helps so it's kind of gotten me more aware about eating locally that's and going awesome. to like, yeah i need to go to the farmer's market i've been like once oh yeah Kansas in like City the past has five years awesome farmer's market and the mennonite children that came there like uh they used to tease us because they could drive um, so I, like we used to go with my mom on Saturdays down to the city market. It probably looks very different now. I haven't been back to Kansas city in a little while, but it used to be like an actual, actual farmer's market. Like the Mennonites would come in and then you could get like pigs and you can get like chickens and you could get whatever. And I remember like the Mennonite children would be able to drive so they would like drive the trucks around and they'd be like you can't drive and we'd be like no and then they always had like these huge turkey legs and they had like cool hats and like none of their clothes had buttons and they just kind of <laughs> lorded that over a city city children um, yeah but you had electricity so <laughs> that that's not, a good point <laughs> not to be an asshole about it but when you're 10 and you see a 10 year old jump in a pickup truck and drive away <laughs> You start to think, huh? Yeah, <laughs> maybe I they're onto something. <laughs> that is, I kind of want to start a garden, but I feel like I can't keep succulents alive, mm-hmm. so I don't need to like try higher orders of fruits and vegetables. Right, it's hard. So, um, it's, mm, plants, man. Yeah. So the last response we got was from April Ludgate at 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 only Sherere. And she said, too many to count, but if she had to choose one, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It said that um, acting on a creative idea, act on a creative idea or it will move on to the next person, which makes sense. Yeah. So opportunity only knocks once and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love it. Yeah. That's an interesting book. I had to go look on that one. I'm really into like business books lately. I've been transformed and I'm not a happy fan about it, but like... <laughs> I am interested in, like, what business books and, like, innovation and entrepreneurship, I think they're kind of interesting. Cool. So, the book, what book changed your life, Molly? Um, so, I would probably say Consider the Lobster, the essay by David Foster Wallace. 
And I'm sorry, that's such a hipster thing to say, but I read it in college <laughs> and then like I could I I have not eaten any lobster since then. <laughs> and I really like I gave up pork this year and I'd I'd like to give up beef. Like I, I don't know if I could ever be a total vegetarian because I just love yeah. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and fish. Fish is and great. Fish. Um, but it really made me mindful. Like it's this whole like, you know, not meditation, but examination on like a lobster and whether a lob it's whether it's good to eat a lobster. It's like a lobster is something that's so different than humans. It's so different from a mammal. And he's like, do they feel pain? Um, do that? What's their nervous system like? Like, why do they make that sound when you cook them? If you really can't, if you're really weirded out by it, like cooking it and killing it and cooking it, should you be eating it? And just all these other questions that, you know, 19 year old me thought were very deep. <laughs> but yeah, that since then, I just haven't been able to eat any lobster. Mine is uh, less deep than, well, the first one is less deep than Anita. The first one was uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up <gasps> by Marie Kondo. Which I love that I read Marie. <laughs> Yeah, which was uh, inspired by you. And it's like, it is kind of freeing to like, her whole concept is like, get, keep things that truly bring you joy, which I think is subjective, what your joy is. But like, get rid of stuff out of your house and you feel less or like just out of your life and you'll feel less burdened by them. Yeah. And it's kind of true. Cause like I got rid of a bunch of stuff and it does feel kind of nice to have us to know what everything you own and know where it is and where its spot is. And like, if you, to know whether or not you have something or not, not to have giant storage rooms full of stuff that you're not really sure what's in there. And it's just kind of nice and freeing. So has your, has your shit stayed clean since you did it? <laughs> The stuff I was able to do actually has stayed. I only made it as far as my clothes before I got, like, sidetracked with life uh-huh. again. Yeah. But, like, my drawers have stayed folded and my socks have stayed folded. And so, like, I keep – I put things back where they're supposed to go. I did not do any of, like, my books yet. And I haven't even really finished doing the rest of the house just because she wants you to take, like, a big – she wants you to make it an event. Uh-huh. And I just haven't had the time to, like, sit and, like, make an event out of it. So, Yeah. yeah. But I have been doing like little things like I did all the clothes in my drawers that I went through and I had like two big garbage bags full of clothes. That's awesome. And it's just really kind of nice to get rid of that stuff. And like, you know, whether or not like, oh, I don't have you can see what you have. So, you know, if you need to get a new thing or not. So I'm not making any sense. She explains it really well. The second book that changed me was um, Night by I'm going to mispronounce his name because it's German. Ellie Weasel. Oh, yeah. And like that that book book was so. Yeah, the book was so well written that it made me feel bad for all the garbage I had been reading because I had gotten to this point where I would read like really like objectively bad books, like sort of in like awe of how bad they were. And I was like, I'm not learning anything from this. It's not teaching me how to be a better writer. I'm just reading it to like, like Twilight, all that stuff. I'm just reading it to like be mesmerized by how bad it is. And so I read Night and I was like, that was so good. This is what it's like to read good fiction again. I totally forgot. So, yeah, it sort of made me, like, aim higher when I when I read, like, for literary purposes. Cool. So, Very cool. Not to be bougie. No, a that's bougie. a really good book. Those are both really good books. So, yeah. So, but, yeah, so that's about it. I had nothing that really, like, affected me. The book I just read was really good, though. It, it was not that serious either, though. So. What did you read? I just finished It Devours, the second Night Vale novel. 
Oh, I how was it? it? I loved it. I liked it better than the first one. If you read the first one and was disappointed, I'd say give the second one a chance. Okay. Because I was kind of disappointed by the first one. Maybe I'll try it because I I didn't I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. The first one or the second one? The first one. Yeah, I think this one does it's not so the first book I think had too wide of a focus. It tried to do too much, and it was about characters you don't really care about. Right. Like, there were, like, these two random side characters. This one, it's a smaller focus, and, like, a lot of the characters that you know from the podcast are there. Like, Carlos is one of the characters that's in it, and Cecil makes more of an appearance, and it's, like, more of the people you know. Okay. So, I haven't yeah. listened to that in forever. Oh, I every October and every, like, fall, I get hit with, like, this. I really want to listen to all the Night Vale. Yeah. So, I yeah. listen to all the Night Vales. So oh, that's I was cute. out, uh-huh. I went to that mall. I had tweeted about how I went to a mall and I was feeling super creeped out. Yeah. So I listened to it on the way back <laughs> and it was perfect. It was like perfect. It was foggy and Cecil has that voice and that creepy music. I love Night Vale. Uh, it's, I'll, have to, I'll have to get caught up. Yeah. So mm. what have you, I think that's, I'm still reading that Prince book, but other than that, <laughs> what have you been reading? Um, so I have, I'm going to sound like such a nerd. It's um, okay. <laughs> it's a safe place. I've been reading The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. I don't know I don't if know that's that how you one. say it. You, girl, you will, because <laughs> it is being made into a movie, um, produced, and all the songs in it are going to be by, um, your friend. <gasps> Who Lynn? won't give me a ticket, Lin <laughs> <laughs> <When> Manuel Miranda? <laughs> oh well. Oh, I remember him tweeting something about it. Oh, uh-huh. <gasps> uh-huh. I have to so do this. Like, I have to go read it. It's it's so just absolutely lovely. Like I, there's this. So if you've ever been on our books on Reddit, um, and every two weeks or so, someone will say, "Oh, I just finished a song of ice and fire. What should I read? What should I read?" And it seems to be like this thread, like people say, okay, now go read, um, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Those big long ones about the cathedral that I read last year. Oh, Um, I remember. I totally forgot the name. Let me pull it up because, um, and it's like, oh, because it's epic. It's so long. It's so great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Sorry, guys. I'm like half asleep today. Um, World Without End by Ken Follett. Follett. I don't know how you spell his last, or how you say his last name. F O L L E T T. Um, and then it's two sequels. So they're like, go read those. So I read the first one, loved it. Started the second one, didn't like it. So I went back to art books, and they were like, okay, read the. Ki- they're called the King Killer Chronicles. It's going to be a set of three. Two are done. And I was like, I don't know. That name sounds extra fantasy nerd like that name sounds so extra extra and then finally like I had the you know I was saying on Twitter oh my audible credit kicked in I gotta get the most book for the least amount of money and so that was like right it was like a 30 hour book or something and I was like oh I heard Lin-Manuel talking about this so I picked it up and I'm so glad I did like if I recommend anything outside of like what we talk about um like just in the normal course of the podcast I would just highly like um, suggest those. They just have such like a warmth to them that has mm-hmm. been really uh, 
just really needed this year, guys. Like just a warmth and yeah. a humor and just kind of a simplicity in the story itself that's like oh this is like reading like when I was a kid and first like picked up a series that you just really love and just makes you feel so good so I don't want to spoil too much about it but I would really really recommend them and I'm excited to see what the these movies are going to be like that's exciting yeah I I Daniel I I'm think you would love them too now they're really good I'm gonna have to go get them even though they're Once a little fantasy three weeks are up it's just enough. I'm not, I'm not strictly opposed to fantasy. It just tends not to capture my interest. Yeah, there's no so. like dragons or monsters in it so far. I'm almost done with the first book, but he's like oh. he talks about like, um, what do you call it? Like, um, uh, transmutation. I don't know. Like when you turn one thing into another thing. Oh, uh, yeah, alchemy. transmogrification or something? Yeah, alchemy. Alchemy. Okay. And stuff like that. And he he compares it to music and the idea of, like, singing and playing instruments and, like, the art of storytelling and learning in a school and language. And it's just all these little connections that are just so, I don't know, I could just say lovely. It's just such a lovely book. <laughs> it sounds really good. Yeah. So... So that's what I've been reading. That sounds cool. Well, I think, have you, we've got another read coming up. We do. That we're going to have to read. We yes. do. So I'm really excited. We are, we mentioned her earlier. We are reading Alyssa Cole's sequel yes. to her previous book that we read, An Extraordinary Union. So the sequel is A Hope Divided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're thinking, we could probably get it up before the book is out. I don't know. I don't know how we want to do it, whether or not it'll be up before the book is out or we should do it after the book is out. We tried doing it once, I think, before the book was out, and I think I think it was it doesn't too soon. work for our audience. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll still have to be on time though. So it'll probably be within a week of of it coming out when the book is released. Yeah. So we'll fake it'll be up. Just look for it. Just look around. <laughs> I promise, and you'll find it. <laughs> so I'm excited. So I had to promise to read another urban fic book. Yes. To to do this one. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. I, I I don't mean to be so bougie with Urban Fic, but there's some terrible ass shit on Amazon. I I could not after pregnant by my mother's rapist. Okay, I was like, this that one should be me banned. Off, but what was it? Your husband's cheating on us? That one intrigued me. <laughs> did you look it up? Did you buy it? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> not <'Cause> yet. <laughs> I'm still I'm still getting my way through this could be a city plan. <laughs> I can't are you seriously reading like I couldn't I was like, sweetie, you need an editor. <laughs> like I was working myself up into a fit because I was went back and looked how much money they were asking for all those books. Uh-huh. You gotta get them on sale getting, though. <laughs> it was like it was getting up to ten dollars. And I was like, you can't ask for that much money and not have someone spell check this. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. That is a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like professionally offended so yeah i can't believe i was just i was uh, so yes we're gonna read we're i hope going divided i hope divided by by when Alyssa does Cole. that come out when's the release date the 28th because the only reason i have that like on the tip of my tongue is it's the same day as my the last day of my mba class oh, so november 28th has been staying in my head yeah <laughs> So I was like, I could pre-order it and then it'll auto-deliver to my Kindle and I can leave class and have a book to read. Nice. 
or just read the book in class. I don't know. That too. So <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. It's such a sucker of time. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this free time. So Read probably. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Well, because then after that, we'll have another bonus episode. But then after that, it's our year end episode. Uh-huh. We'll just talk about the year in books. Yeah. So and go over what we've done. Yeah. And what we've read. Yeah. Goals for next year. And goals for next year. I've been thinking about my goals. They need to be a bit more specific. I just did a number again this year, which was good. I met it, but I could challenge myself a bit more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But we'll get into that in December. Yeah. So join us two weeks from now. Um, If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, we'll be reading Oath Divided by Alyssa Cole. Um, In the meantime... There's a couple things you can do to help us out. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Black Chicklet, on Instagram at BCL Podcast, and visit us at blackchicklit.com. Yeah, if you have any questions or comments or maybe suggestions for future BCL chats, you can email them at to contact at blackchicklit.com. You can also rate, we also ask that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, which is apparently the new iTunes name, didn't know Wait, what? And Google Play. <laughs> it's apparently not iTunes now, it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on I, Apple and Google Play, that helps other people find us. So yeah. it's much appreciated. Definitely. So, yeah. Ooh, well, that was a good chat. I think Do so. We, we covered a lot of topics that we're not extremely knowledgeable about. <laughs> But that won't stop us from having an opinion on them anyway. That's true. And I think before we started, Danielle said um, she just did a, wanted to do a light drag on that dumb girl. So um, hopefully oh, yeah. we, we stayed within the bounds of professionalism. I just felt she was she was a dummy. She, we're talking about I just want to be a controversial girl on Twitter. Yeah. She was a dummy, but she was also like, I don't want to be going after private citizens. True. <laughs> like, true. I was like, let me like, save I her remember for my Joyce. lessons. <laughs> yeah, Joyce. We can go after Joyce. Because she still has that shit up, too. She she didn't take it down. She, so. Nah, she won't. <laughs> She's like, deal <laughs> she with it. She's like, they can't read anyway. That's <laughs> so terrible. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's it, guys. We we did a lot from football lot. to... Oh, don't forget... Because we may not have an episode between them, we're going to try to live stream, live tweet the National Book Awards, which will right. be November fifteenth. Right. And they should be, from what I can see, they will be streaming them live on the National Book Award website. Awesome. So check it out there. We'll share the link. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun times. Yeah. Good so. luck to. That's it, guys. Everyone, yeah. but especially everyone who we've read. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm rooting for everyone who I know. Oh. On that note, the Goodreads Choice Awards have started, too. And oh, I yeah. always just, there's too many, so I always just root for, and like, yeah. Everyone Samantha black. Irby is a, is on there. Uh-huh. So for We Could, This Is Real Life, or We Will Never Ever Meet in Real Life, I think Hunger, Roxanne Gay is on there. Uh-huh. So there are a couple books we've read in the Good Choice Awards, so go vote. Yeah, go vote. Let us know if you vote. All right. <laughs> yeah. We'll cheer you. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Talk to you in two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.